The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about research articles and hot topics. Our topic today is what's new? Hot topics number 75. Let's meet this year's healthcare billionaires. HCA founder and Cook Group medical device developer made it on the 2022 list of Forbes billionaires. What are the best strategies to avoid excess weight? Research suggests that key changes in fat distribution and metabolism begin well before the menopause transition. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now, here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks Bright. How are you today? Hello, Dr. Doe. I am <laughs> doing excellently. I am doing excellently. That's good. That's good. It is a new day this week, I guess, huh? <laughs> it is. But, you know, it's still Gotham City. This friend of mine, Chris Farinelli, who's a meteorologist for the television station WFMJ, said he can't give us any good news until the end of April, that it's going to be, the weather's going to be just like this. That's no not good news. It will be raining every day until, the, until May 1st. So there you have it. No, that's not good. Mm-hmm. At all. No, but I guess we'll deal with it, huh? I guess so. I mean, what, April showers bring May flowers? Okay, there it is. <laughs> I'll still be looking forward to your flowers down on the end of the street, Dr. Joe. I know. I'm looking forward I... to that this year. <laughs> I know, but, but look, we still got to wait and clean up. We got all the branches and I stuff, know, you know. I got... Me too, me too. All my branches and stuff are down. I need, you know, the uh, leaf blower and all of that. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. so, so, but that's okay. We are, we are very excited and patiently waiting. Yes. So that this, we can roll into our spring and our summer. We're in the spring, but our summer where we can have warmer weather, you know? Yes, yes, yes. But we are here today though, right? Yes, we are. We, we are, are here. Yes, yes, yes. We are here. Yes. Now, this is episode 230, and today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about. And our topic today is what's new? Hot topics number 75. Now, you know, we never really talk about healthcare billionaires. And so, Today, yes, we're going to meet two of the healthcare billionaires that made it on this year's 2022 Forbes Billionaires list. And that will definitely be interesting, right, Dee? <laughs> oh, most definitely. Yes. Most definitely. Eye opening, really. Yeah, eye opening, yes. Eye opening. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then researchers have found that there are key changes in fat distribution and metabolism, and they begin well before the menopause um, transition. And so the question is asked, what are some of the diet and exercise strategies that we can do to avoid excessive weight gain? Yes, we're going to discuss these topics and articles and so much more on this episode. And as we always do, we're going to find out the latest update from our co-host, Dr. D, on where we are in this pandemic later on during this show as well. So stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Now, make sure make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It's all about health and fitness, Vicky Doe Fitness, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or on any of the platforms that you listen to your podcast. When you subscribe, you will be notified first when we post a new show. 
you'll be able to listen, learn, and experience our shows where we bring in other guests and talk about the things that are important for our health and our well-being and our community as well. As you know, we do not just talk about our physical health, but we talk about things that we can do to preserve our mental health as well. We believe in total well-being, having a holistic approach to healthy living. So make sure, folks, make sure you do not miss any of our shows and subscribe today. And last but not least, go on Apple Podcasts, um, give us a five-star rate and review, rate this show, because... This is how we grow and increase our listeners, and we appreciate you. Also, don't forget, you know, we don't talk about it every episode, but yes, we have a resources page. And so don't forget to go and check out our resources page, vickidofitness.com forward slash resources, and there you will find products and services that will be helpful to you as you embrace a life of health and wellness. We have a variety of items on our resource list for you to check out and try. We have Reebok. Love Reebok. In fact, I got my Reebok shoes on right now. Go check out Reebok. Yes. Robbie Parker. Those are glasses that you can get online. Check them out. They also have contacts. You know, I have contacts on today as well. Check out Polar. I have my Polar tracker on. Um, Check them out. You'll love them. iRemedy Healthcare. That's where I go online to get our mask. Our um, What is it? NK95. Get those on there. Also, we have the right stuff and that's W-R-I-G-H-T. That's where you can get go online, get your medical supplies for caregivers as well. But you can find all kinds of things on that space online as well. Art of Tea, check that out. You know, I love tea now. And they have where you can get, you can join a monthly membership and you can get the teas that they're showcasing monthly, you know, new teas. And that's very wonderful as well. My Lab Box. Go check out my lab box, folks. You can get all kinds of tests to do at home. It's very well organized. My lab box, you can get STD checks. You can do blood work for your um, your A1C. It's a lot of things that you can do now. Over the years, they have really expanded this type of um, lab. They send you the kit and you can do these labs right at home, send them in, and then you get your results quickly. And then if you need to talk with a physician, they have a physician for you um, to talk to as well. So check out my lab box, ecolunchbox.com, and we got much more. But today, let's talk a little bit about ecolunchbox.com. Eco Lunchbox specializes in stainless steel the, the little bento boxes, they have um, lunch bags with a lot of artistry on them. They have napkins. They have, you know, snack sacks and other eco-friendly lunchware. Now, why is this important? Because they are a certified green business. That means that their whole, what they do is about not using plastic. Okay, and so, yes, let's invest in environment friendly lunch boxes and silverware. You know, most of us now we're not going into our workplace. Some of us are staying at home. Hey, to get in that routine where you don't just be going and opening up your refrigerator every five minutes. (laughs) You can pack your designated lunch, your designated snack. Put it in the refrigerator in these wonderful green friendly lunch boxes and silverware, and you're saving the planet as well. They're colorful, they're beautiful, you know. And so let's say goodbye to plastic. You can go online to ecolunchbox.com and go and try out these wonderful, unique containers and all of that. They always have a good sale going on as well. So make sure make sure you check out 
ecolunchblocks.com on our resources page, vikidofitness.com forward slash resources. And remember, when you use any of the affiliate links to buy any of the products and services on our resources page, you're supporting us here. You're supporting us here at Vikido Fitness. And as always, what do we say, D? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Well, D, like I keep saying, and I said to you before we started this show, we have at Kent, I have two more weeks of class, teaching <laughs> class. Oh, my God. No more papers and <laughs> lectures and, oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord. Lord. Oh, Lord. Yes. I hear you. I hear you. So I can't wait. And so, yes, we are almost done. Yes, we are almost done. But I wanted to tell you that when Wayne was here last week, of course, it was a beautiful week. He came and taught. I'm so sorry I missed him. Yes, he came and taught our dance class. It was wonderful. He always brings it on and I always tell him Wayne you are the goat of dance yes you are he can he can teach anything yes he can yes but I took him I took him to the um, Kent State's Fashion Design Museum on campus Uh uh, specifically for an exposition that's called Textures and it's by yes it's by Tamika Uh Ellington you know now she Uh was on our show yes she uh-huh. was on our show, Tamika Ellerton, Dr. Tamika Ellerton and colleagues. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome because you get a chance to see all these tools over time. That, I got to get down there oh, and see yes. that. I have got to get down there and see that. That we use over time, I know, for our, our hair and just, you know, yes. they had little parts of it where you could see the whole politics that really focus around our hair. Isn't that crazy? Well, they just passed legislation. Did you have to pass legislation to say it was okay for a group of people to wear their hair a certain way? I mean, really. I know. What is it? The Crown they Act, right? The Crown Act. Yeah. The Crown Act. Yeah. So yeah. so it was just yeah. u- unique, you know. For reminding me about that. I've got to get down there and see that. Yes. Like you were saying Remind you of the days going back to the hot comb. We all can relate. The hot comb, Lord, just said. <laughs> Except for the ones that had the good hair. Right, right, right. <laughs> if you had that good hair, yeah. you didn't have to have the hot comb. Yeah, and, and then that's what made that so crazy because we said good exactly. hair, right? Good hair. <laughs> yeah, what is good hair? And it bad was bad hair, hair. Right. right, right. And so that's so that. And it was all part of that, you know, Vicky, mm-hmm. that self-hatred. It began that, it was, that was the beginning, if you look back on those days, mm-hmm. of the self-hatred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. good hair and, and, and bad hair. And they're right there mm-hmm. was creating separations and right. know, positive and negative forces kind of thing. Yes, yes. And so now I will have to say uh, we're embracing our natural hair more so now these days yeah, which is a correct. good thing mm-hmm. yeah but yeah but yeah. it was always yeah. used against us to to even come yeah. to to work with braids or anything right, going, right. exactly mm-hmm. and i remember you remember i mean in terms of all that i'm glad to see now too that a lot of the cosmetology schools are teaching yes these young women and men how to take care of everybody's hair because i remember mm-hmm. the day you'd be all shy going into the place you know and do you do black hair right well you shouldn't have to say that do you do any do you kind do of hair? hair or any kind of hair you know what i mean whatever I texture more now yeah whatever yes, texture it is mm-hmm. and they're teaching them in cosmetology school mm-hmm. how to take care of anybody's hair which is the way it should have been the way it should have been so yeah, the, the, that whole exhibit, I will encourage folks to go to the Kent State well, um, Fashion Design Museum and check out the exhibition. It's on the second floor, and it's called Textures. Okay. Yes, yes. I sure will. I sure will try to get down there this weekend. Yes, that'll be great. So how yeah. was your week then, Dee? How was your week? Well, I 
went to visit my mom last weekend. Okay. And it was good. You know, she's hanging in there 104. I can tell you she's not going down without a fight. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, once again, she summarily put me out of her business. All beep, right. beep, I'm back in my lane. You got, got to get in your lane, huh? <laughs> um, beep, beep, back in my lane. So, yeah, I left her in good spirits, doing well. You know, we shared a glass of wine together, which was great. So, yeah, she's doing well. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little old because of the, of the short time that I was down there. Having to catch those 6 o'clock flights in the morning, Vicki, is I not know, for it's rough. Hard. It's rough. It's rough. And I had to get up at, like, 3.30. I left on Saturday morning at 6 o'clock on the plane. Mm-hmm. That means you got to get up at 3 or 3.30, depending on where you are. Fortunately, my mother doesn't live too far from the airport. But still, you get there, and then all the angst. Mm-hmm. Is my plane going to be on time? Mm-hmm. Am I going to make it back on time? Those kinds of things. So uh, travel is not for the faint of heart. It really Mm-mm. isn't. I know. Well, I'm uh, glad you made it back. But I made it back and, and all is well, knock on wood for now. All is well. That's good. What is going on this week, D? <laughs> Everything, Vicky. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, you know, we were waiting and so Will Smith is banned from the yes. Oscars, the Academy Awards for yeah. 10 years. Yeah, you know, 10 uh, years. We we knew Ruby Goldberg is, was one on that board. Mm-hmm. And she had commented that the board, you know, they were not the Academy Award board, they were not happy and that even though you know, apologies or whatever, that, that something had to be done. So on April the 8th, mm-hmm. the board decided Will Smith will not be allowed to attend the Academy Awards for the next 10 years as a result of slapping Chris Rock mm-hmm. on stage during the Oscar ceremony. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences announced this in a statement obtained by CNN. Mm-hmm. The board has decided for a period of 10 years from April the 8th, 2022, Mr. Smith shall not be permitted to attend any academy events or programs in person or virtually, including but not limited to the Academy Awards, Academy President David Rubin and CEO Don Hudson, who I believe is a sister, yes. mm-hmm. said in a statement on Friday, the decision was made during a Board of Governors meeting held earlier in the day in L.A. The meeting initially scheduled for April 18th was expedited. After he announced his resignation, Mr. Smith announced his resignation from the academy last week he issued a quick and concise statement on his ban from the oscars for the next decade i accept and respect the academy's decision the actor said in a statement to cnn so you know we've been inundated now yes it's died down a little bit as a result of this you know about the ins and outs of of this whole thing Mm -hmm. I, i guess what if I can make a comment about what has bothered me, okay. I had a Facebook kind of back and forth with a friend last night. Mm-hmm. Um, is that whole concept that Will Smith made it bad for black people? Mm. I just think that Will Smith <laughs> was, you know, out of line, inappropriate, and he represents himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We we are we are not a monolith, mm-hmm. and and you know everybody in all cultures do inappropriate and bad things. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't liken it to um, you know Charles Barkley came out. I remember when Charles Barkley was talking about he didn't feel that he was a role model for black people when he was well he kind of was. I mean for boys that were looking up to him and so forth. But mm-hmm. I don't know for this one I look at it differently. I don't know how you feel. Well, um, I feel that we we all are a role model. People were looking at Will Smith. However, you know, Will Smith made decisions for Will Smith. Now, he messed himself up, not me. He did. Right. He messed himself up. Now, will right. will people as a as a whole and as society punish black folks for what Will Smith has done? They might, because they punish us for anything. <laughs> well, 
Your shoe cricket on the left side. We get punished. <laughs> whip, whip. You know, that's a good, you know what, that's a good point. So we, we can't probably, really can't get around that. We really can't. So it doesn't take much. It doesn't it take doesn't much. Take so much. keep it moving and yeah. do what we can, just right? Keep it moving. That's right. it. Mm-hmm. Just, just keep it moving. And, you know, hopefully uh, for him, it'll be some learning process. But, I mean, you know, everybody was just completely taken aback with something like that. And mm-hmm. I guess I applaud Chris Rock because if you oh, big time. watch that, he was hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And to come back and stand up there with the class that he did, mm-hmm. kudos to him. Kudos to him, yes. Kudos to him. You know, and, and karma is, you know, good karma. All his concerts have sold out. Sold out. Sold, sold out. out. Yes. So he's 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 making bank. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he's getting paid. He's getting paid. Now, Will he's Smith's book got back on the hot list too, the New York Times. Saw that. Yeah. So when I was going through the airport, you know, in those mm-hmm. bookstores, they had his book popped up there mm-hmm. in front of everybody's book. That's interesting. Right. So like I said, you know, hey, people do what they do. Uh, and they're right. held responsible, and we keep it moving. Keep it moving, because nobody's, you know, nobody's selling any book that I have, or nobody's talking <laughs> me up. I'm not getting, <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm not getting any rewards for any of this. So Will Smith is benefiting. Who's benefiting? Who's benefiting? Will Look, Smith is benefiting. I ain't sold out Chris on. Look, I ain't sold out on <laughs> shit, so there it is. <laughs> Vicky, are you benefiting? No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not benefiting either, so both of them are walking away getting paid. That's it. So there it is. Keep it moving. Keep it Keep moving. It moving. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I got to say. That That's it. That's it. That is it. Well, That's the next good. thing, the next thing for us to look at, you know, yeah, we always talk about that. That's interesting. Yes, we always talk about the food desert and everything. So here uh-huh. we go. Here we go. The Youngstown mm-hmm. Neighborhood Development, they have uh-huh. they um what is called Glenwood Fresh Market and they had their uh-huh. um grand open about maybe a day or two ago right here in uh-huh. Youngstown, Ohio. And so it's a real cute little market it's a fresh market and it provides year-round access to free they have uh, fresh fruits in there vegetables and other healthy food items to the residents of Youngstown and the Mahoney Mahoney Valley facing food insecurity issues they also have it that um, set up where the market also provides free health screenings. They have nutrition, oh, wow. yeah, nutrition literacy courses, cooking demonstrations, mm-hmm. and other resources to the members. And so residents mm-hmm. can become members, you know, if they show that they are living in a household under 200% of mm-hmm. the federal poverty guidelines or they are mm-hmm. a SNAP recipient. And so, yeah, to, you know, you do have to register. You can contact Susan Payton. Uh, Susan is the Fresh Market Manager. You can schedule okay. appointment at 330-333-3561. Um, it's located on Glenwood Avenue, 2915 Glenwood Avenue, Youngstown, Ohio. There are hours to open Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Thursday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can also email Susan Payton at spayton at ynDC.org. So spayton at ynDC.org. And so, yeah, they had funders for this project. They have um, partners. The Mercy Health Foundation of Mahoney Valley Uh is a funder and partner. The um, Health Path Foundation of Ohio, the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agriculture, uh, Nutrition Incentive Program, COVID Relief and, and Recovery. They were awarded. They have the award number right here. Uh, for mm-hmm. the funders for this. 
So I say kudos, mm. right? Kudos. That's what we talk so much about the deserts, and now finally somebody's doing something great. Great, finally, right? Wonderful, wonderful. That's great. Kudos to Mayor Tito. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I think was also behind. I believe I saw his picture on the yes. ribbon cutting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and then, I don't know who the councilman over there, but kudos to the councilman from that area as well. As well, yes, the Youngstown yeah. Neighborhood Development. Corporation Good. that was, yeah, that's their um, project for this. So, yeah, love it, love good. it, yes. Good, good, good. I love it too. That's great. Well, yeah, so the comedian, what do you think about the comedian? I know. So, you know, I just put this on there only because, you know, I saw an interview with him. Well, he's kind of been around for a while, kind of like one of these character actors, Gilbert Gottfried, mm-hmm. comedian and film and television actor with a distinctly memorable voice, has died after a long illness. And, you know, he kept his illness private, as a lot of people do. He was 67. Mm-hmm. He had type 2 myotonic dystrophy, mm-hmm. a kind of muscular dystrophy. And Elizabeth McNally, the director of Northwestern University Center for Genetic Medicine, said the slowly progressive condition is often overlooked and undiagnosed. People can have symptoms for a while, even before they notice it. And he said the heart complications are common in two types of myotonic dystrophy. The increased risk, apparently he died of recurrent ventricular tachycardia, which is kind of interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? Because you usually have, if you know you're going to have that, you have what's called an ICD. Yeah, pacemaker. Mm -hmm. Cardiac defibrillator pacemaker. Mm -hmm. So I just found that interesting that he died of that arrhythmia when they have these implantable defibrillators. Yes, they do. Anyway. And people can have symptoms for a while before they notice it. And the heart complications, as I said, are common. The increased risk for irregular heart rhythms can really be significant, said uh, Elizabeth McNally. Mm -hmm. Adding, sometimes people underestimate how much that can happen. There are some stuff in textbooks that suggest it doesn't happen very much in type 2. But in my experience, she says, I see it a lot in my type 2 patients. I just know that. Mm-hmm. He was back in the day with Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Um, there are pictures of him back in the 70s. And I saw an interview after he died where he was talking about his friend Bob Saget, who died a few months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, they found him dead. And Gilbert Gottfried was saying, you know, I was waiting for the punchline. Somebody called me and told me he was dead. And I was waiting for the punchline, like, Okay, all right, okay, what happened? And he says the punchline didn't come. And he says the next day I was waiting for it. So it's just, you know, he's in that group of of comedians. He was on uh, Saturday Night Live Mm -hmm. for a number of years. So he was back there during the day of those, you know, the original SNL comedians, Mm -hmm. uh, Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana, and, you know, all those guys. So, you know... um, Rest in peace. It was just, you know, I remember there was a picture of him, Richard Pryor, and Gene Wilder. Yes. Who was in, you know, those crazy movies. So, yeah, I mean, people, you know, but people are checking out of here. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So we people have to, checking out of here. that's why we got to live our life and keep it moving. We do. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. So what's the latest then, Dee? What's the latest? Well, yeah, um, and it kind of came to mind as I was traveling this past weekend about, you know, the mask mandate um, in the, on the planes. And I'm just still amazed at the poor flight attendants. I mean, they still have to reprimand people about keeping their masks up. I don't, I don't know what the problem is, that you can't keep your mask up over your nose for an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's just so annoying to hear the flight attendants continuing to come back, pull your, pull your mask up. Well, anyway, you know, it's a mandate. But anyway, today, mm-hmm. uh, the White House announced that they're going to extend this mask mandate for two more weeks. Okay. So that'll dovetail around May the 1st. So I believe they probably will lift it. I think what's happening is the BA2 subvariant mm-hmm. is they expect it to move into this country pretty quickly probably infect a lot of people. They want to see how that's going to shake out. And then, you know, if all those people in Washington, D.C. hadn't gotten infected at the Gridiron Dinner, which I've been to, mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend, Jay Lee, who was White House correspondent, took me one year, and it was a, it's a fabulous event. 600 
people, anybody who's anybody in journalism, television, whatever. Okay. But out of that, mm-hmm. I'm sure the number is higher, mm-hmm. but uh, at least 64 people were infected. Wow. And, you know, all these people around President Biden, who's over 60, so I, I, I get it. They just want to be as cautious as they can be. Mm-hmm. And and when because, you know, when they and this was also after getting a lot of um, pressure from the airline industry. Mm. I mean, the airline industry was putting a lot of pressure to release the mint, but they're digging their heels in the sand. Let's be cautious. Let's follow the science. And so good for them. So. May the 1st. It's not going to hurt anybody to keep your mask on for another two weeks. That's it. That's how I look at it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. It's not going to hurt anybody. No, it's not. And a little Lysol. And a little (laughs) Lysol. In fact, I got a bottle right here next to me. (laughs) Let me reach for it. What flavor? Uh, This is what is. A little Lysol. Look, this is early morning breeze scent. Dr. Nate says you had every variety. I got it. Hey, I got it cooking now. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so well, thank you. Thank you, Dee. You are so welcome. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own, Haywood Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicky Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, cardiac rehab, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vikidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about. Our topic today is what's new? Hot topics number 75. And so I'm going to start out with our first article. It was written in Everyday Health, and it says menopausal weight gain, diet, exercise during perimenopause may be the best strategy to avoid excess weight. Key changes in fat distribution and metabolism begin well before the menopause transition, researchers find. And so it goes on to say, if you are a woman in your 50s or 40s, you probably don't need a mountain of scientific evidence to be convinced that when it comes to midlife weight gain, the struggle is real. But new research suggests that it doesn't have to be an inevitable part of aging. The study, published on February the 28th, 2022, in the journal Menopause, suggests that the best way to avoid menopausal weight gain may be to make changes in exercise and calorie intake years before the transition occurs. Ideally, women will change their health behaviors prior to menopause. This was said by Abby Smith-Ryan. She said, our key findings highlight some existing evidence that perimenopause is a critical time point to initiate lifestyle changes that have the potential to dramatically improve health and quality of life 
in postmenopause. Now, Abby Smith Ryan is a, a PhD associate professor of exercise physiology at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill and co-author of the study. Although it's fairly common knowledge that women gain fat mass, particularly abdominal fat as they age, this is the first study to use a gold standard model to understand the changes and interaction of the change in fat mass, muscle mass, and bone mass, says Dr. Smith Ryan. When a woman reaches menopause, defined as no periods for 12 consecutive months, estrogen levels plummet which can result in menopausal symptoms such as hot flashes, mood changes, sleep disturbances, and sexual dysfunction, according to the North American Menopause Society. That's N-A-M-S. Midlife hormone shifts trigger body composition changes. Menopause also brings a significant reduction in how many calories a woman needs to maintain her body weight a gain in fat mass, and a change in the way body fat is distributed. According to a paper published in the July to September 2021 issue of the Journal of Midlife Health, some studies have also shown that menopause can additionally cause a loss of lean muscle mass as well as bone mass. This shift doesn't suddenly happen when a woman no longer menstruates. The ovaries gradually begin to make less estrogen throughout perimenopause, which may last between four and eight years prior to menopause, says Stephanie Fabian, who's a, a physician, internal medicine doctor at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, uh, Minnesota, and the NAMS medical director. She was not involved in the research. Researchers examined body composition, metabolism at three stages of midlife to evaluate body composition, fat distribution, and metabolism at rest. And during exercise, the investigators recruited 72 women between ages 35 and 60. 24 were um, premenopausal, 24 were perimenopausal and 24 were postmenopausal. Women were considered premenopausal if they were still having regular monthly periods. Perimenopausal if they were at least 38 years old and experiencing irregular uh, menstrual cycles. For example, changes in frequency or period length or flow. And postmenopausal if they had not had a menstrual period for 12 consecutive months. Each group contained equal numbers of women with a healthy weight as measured by a body mass index, that's BMI, between 18.5 and 24.9. And women with overweight or obesity, the um, BMIs between 25 and 39.9. Participants were 61% white, 18% black, 14% Hispanic, 5% Asian, and 1% mixed race. Data on the women was collected in three areas. Number one, body composition. Number two, calories burned. And three, lifestyle and medical history. Body fat percentages start to change early before perimenopause. The researchers found that body fat percentage was significantly lower in the premenopausal women compared with the perimenopausal women, and that the greatest changes in the overall percentage of fat occurred between the premenopausal and perimenopausal time frames. This suggests that the menopause transition stimulates the changes that later solidify after menopause, according to the authors. Perimenopause is when women start to lose what is called metabolic flexibility. Investigators also found that women began to lose metabolic flexibility once they hit perimenopause, and that is continued to get worse in the postmenopausal women. 
Metabolic flexibility is the ability for the body to use whatever fuel is available and translate it into energy. Specifically, the women were less able to use fat for fuel compared with the younger premenopausal women, which could have implications for both fat mass and exercise performance and subsequent um, fatigue. There's a window of opportunity to get ahead of gaining menopausal weight. The authors concluded that perimenopause may be the best window for lifestyle interventions because this group experienced the biggest changes in fat, lower lean body mass, and a shift toward central obesity. The results suggest that there are differences in metabolism that are related to exercise according to menopause status, says Sama R. L. Quandry, Ph.D., um, MPH. He's an associate professor of epidemiology at the University of Pittsburgh Graduate School of Public Health in Pennsylvania, who was not part of the study. Dr. L. Quadri says the findings are in agreement with data from longitudinal studies showing perimenopause as a critical window for body composition changes compared to postmenopausal women. These changes in metabolism and fat distribution are important to pay attention to, in part because they contribute to the increase in cardiovascular risks associated with menopause, says Dr. Frobian. Perimenopause, the lead up to menopause, is the key time to prioritize health. We need to be engaging with all women before they start having these adverse changes like weight gain, even before they start having symptoms of perimenopause, such as psycholymph irregularity, says Farbian. Yet, perimenopause is a challenging time to prioritize um, personal health. These findings highlight highlight that women in perimenopause need to prioritize their health and well-being, says Smith Ryan. This is the point in life when many women neglect themselves as they are busy with their careers and taking care of everyone else. For example, child rearing. Neglect can have long-term negative health implications, more than what we see for men, she says. What's more, midlife women are especially vulnerable to depression. You can avoid midlife weight gain if you cut calories, move more. The classic scenario is that women will come to us during this time and say, I haven't changed anything. I'm eating and exercising just like I always have, but I'm gaining weight. And the response is, exactly. If you don't change anything during this time, you will gain weight, says Farbian. With menopause, there will be inedible changes in body composition. We can't stop the aging process, says Farbian. Eat less, exercise more, increase strength training. However, we can't avoid gaining 30 pounds in menopause. One way we can do that is to increase exercise, Farbian says. That should not only be aerobic exercise, but also strength training, which can help combat the normal loss of muscle mass that starts happening around age 50, she says. But exercise alone won't do it. Women are going to have to reduce their caloric intake well before they hit menopause in order not to gain weight. She says, how much the metabolic rate is going to decline will vary, says Fabian. That's because metabolic rates are not standard across women. Each woman is going to have to f- work to figure out what she needs to do to avoid gaining weight. But we know it will require a reduction in caloric intake. The next best thing, there are no time machines, but that's okay. If you're already past perimenopause, don't let these findings deflate you, says Fabian. All is not lost. One important message here 
is that it's never too late to make changes in your diet and exercise habits to improve your overall health and reduce your risk of chronic diseases. And so, yes, that's the end of that article. But I will have to say that it is important because we all know, yes, when women, when we hit menopause, even perimenopause, we can see the shift in our body composition. Yeah. Yes, we right. start, you know, it, it, we, it's very easy for us to gain weight, it seems like. But one yeah. thing that we can do, even if we're in menopause or however we are, whatever time, period we are the key for that is because of the metabolic changes we have to really and that's that's my focus this year for this podcast and for when I'm out there talking in the community we have to really embrace strength training we have to be, yeah because yeah. that is that message gets out there enough it doesn't get out there enough and that is that is what's important that we build and we make sure that we strengthen our lean body mass. Why? Because we lose our lean body muscle mass as we age. So in order to not have that happen and to reduce that decline, we need to, you know, strength train. And that's one thing. Once you start, uh, once you start strength training on a regular basis, you can see the results. And it also shifts your metabolism. So that's one thing I loved about this article that it really one of the strategies would be to exercise and watch what you eat. <laughs> right. Right. So we back I to that. This was a comprehensive. This is a really comprehensive article. Yes it is. Really, yes. Really good. And the comment that you made about well, you know, I'm eating and I'm I'm exercising and but that's the key. You got to change up doing something. Like the thing, I think the comment was mm-hmm. eat less, exercise mm-hmm. more, and increase strength training. That's yes. what it says it in a nutshell. That's the key right there. Yes, and for those of you that are that are registered or need to register for um, for our step by step weight loss boot camp, one of our um, consistent exercise training. Not only aerobic, but we do a lot of strength training in that program, a lot of circuit strength training in that uh-huh. program because uh-huh. it's very critical in a person's weight loss journey. So, yeah, that uh-huh. strength training is, that's the key. That's the key, yes. Right. What's our next article, D? This is a, a very interesting article. Recently, Forbes, which usually lists the billionaires, millionaires, or whatever every year, they came out with their list, and we're going to bring to you today the top health care uh, group of billionaires, because you don't really think about that. All you think about is Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and all that. So I'm going to talk about the billionaires that are involved in health care. First of all is Thomas Frisk, and I know the Frisk family mm-hmm. from Tennessee, because one of the Frisk was in Congress one year. He was a cardiovascular, thoracic surgeon, mm-hmm. but, the, the, but Thomas Frisk, MD, founder of the sprawling, publicly traded health system, Hospital Corporation of America, top the U.S. healthcare billionaires, followed by Carl Cook and Lee G., Ph.D., co-founding chair of Weezy Aptech, the, uh, the research and development and manufacturing services company. Internationally, Fritz was second to Cyrus Punawala, Ph.D., chair of the Punawala Group that includes the Serum Institute of India the world's largest vaccine maker by doses, according to Forbes. Punawala ranked 56th on the overall list with a net worth of $24.3 billion. Others in the vaccine market also did well, such as Zhang Renxing of China, chair of Shangqi ZFSW Biological Products. His net worth was $17.7 billion. Mm. And then the twins, Andreas and Thomas who were early backers of BioNTech. That's the group that mm-hmm. put out the Pfizer COVID vaccine. Their okay. net worth is 11.9. Forbes stated that the war pandemic and sluggish markets affected billionaires. Yeah. Mm. But there were still 2,668 of them on the 36th installment of the billionaires list, including outside Elon Musk of Tesla and SpaceX. He topped the list for the first time with $219 billion. But then let's go back to the Frisk family. Okay. Frisk family 
HCA, mm-hmm. their hospital, uh, Corporation of America, owns and operates 200 hospitals in the United States and UK. He's 83. He owns more than 20% of the company. Although he doesn't currently hold an executive position, his son, mm. keep it in the family, mm-hmm. Thomas and William are board members, and he's a former U.S. flight surgeon. His net worth $21.8 billion versus $15.7 billion in 2021. Not a bad investment. I Big mean, time. return on your investment. Big time. Carl Cook. Cook runs medical device manufacturing. He runs the Cook Group, a mm-hmm. medical device manufacturer. The company was started by his parents in Bloomington, Indiana, in an apartment. He, at 59, he took over after his father's death. Death. He currently serves as president of Cook Myocyte, a division developing a cell therapy to treat urinary incontinence, which is critical because a lot of postmenopausal women have that. Mm-hmm. His net worth, $11.1 billion versus $9 billion in 2021. Lee G, Ph.D., Wuzu Aptech, supports the pharmaceutical and medical device industry. He's 55, holds a doctorate in organic chemistry from Columbia. Mm. His net worth, $8.8 billion versus $10 billion. All he lost, $2 billion in 2021. Mm-hmm. Patrick Soon Xiong, M.D., mm-hmm. he's 69. He developed this drug that's really been revolutionary for women with advanced breast cancer called Abraxane. Okay. He sold his company, American Pharmaceutical Partners and Abraxas, in 2008 and 2010, respectively, for $9.1 billion. Soon Shin took the immunotherapy developer, NatQuest, valued at about $4 billion, and bio startup, NatHealth, public in 2015 and 2016, more recently, his company, Immunobio, took part in Operation Warp Speed, and we know all about that with mm-hmm. the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. He bought Magic Johnson's share of the L.A. Lakers for an undisclosed amount. His net worth is $7.3 billion versus $7.5 in 2021. Reinhold Schmedling, he's 67. He's from Michigan. He started an orthopedic surgical tool company, Arthrex in Germany, in Munich, in 1981. The company is now based in Naples and has developed more than 13,000 products used in orthopedic surgery. Wow. His net worth, $7.2 billion versus $6.7 in 2021. Rhonda Stryker, this Stryker company is interesting, family rather. Mm-hmm. She's 67, director of Stryker, the medical equipment company founded by her grandfather, an orthopedic surgeon, Homer Stryker. She owns 6% of the company by way of inheritance and is the only one of her siblings to serve on the board. Her net worth, $6.8 billion versus $6.5 billion. John Brown, John Brown is 87. He's held several top-tier positions at Stryker until his 2009 retirement. Under his leadership, the company's revenues rose from $17 million to $6.7 billion. He's board chairman emeritus and owns a little more than 5% of the company. His net worth, $5.4 billion versus $5.2 in 2001. Another striker, mm-hmm. age 63. He's the grandson of Homer Stryker. He and, his name is John. He inherited a stake in the company but is not employed by Stryker. He's president and founder of Arthur's Foundation, which aims to support the advancement, interesting, of mm-hmm. LGBTQ human rights and other social causes. His net worth, $4.2 billion versus 4.1 in 2021. If he doesn't do anything, yeah, so that's he what, just gets it because he just... He inherited, okay, he just inherited, inherited, okay, inherited right. a state. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm. So, Hi Hong, PhD. He's 66, CEO and chairman of Asim Chem Laboratories, a pharmaceutical outsourcing services provider. was founded in 1995. His net worth $4 billion versus $3.1 billion in 2021. That's just in how many years? 30, 25, right. years. Right. Do the math. Do the math. That's not a lot. Not a lot of time. Stryker. Not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Another grandchild, Pat Stryker of Homer Stryker. She is also a health care heir. 66, she's founder of the Bohemian Foundation that supports music, glo- community, global, and civic programs. Her net worth is $3.1 billion versus $3 billion in 2021. There I you have it. Have it. I mean, <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> There's there's no comment that I can make other than people are getting paid. And, I mean, a lot of this, of course, I mean, of course, now with the COVID vaccines and stuff, you know, a, a lot of these companies had to have 
that kind of backup startup money or whatever to develop these vaccines because research and development is expensive. Very. And these companies were not getting a lot of money or any money, maybe, from the government. So they had to have these investment banker people or these companies to back them. So kudos to them, especially at least for the vaccines. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Frisk family has been around, the Stryker family. But, I mean, you look at their net worth, it's just it's mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. But I will close on, mm-hmm. I do have to mem- mention the black billionaires that were on the list this year. And the major ones were from, were from Africa. Nigerian. Okay. But the ones that we would recognize, Michael Jordan, 1.9, uh-huh. and Jay-Z, uh-huh. and Kanye, okay. and Tyler Perry, and Rihanna. So all entertainment in some kind of way. Exactly. Almost all entertainment in some kind of way. So, I mean, I'm not dogging anybody for making whatever money, but it's just that, uh, you know, we often talk about the African-American community in terms of Oh, like we don't own a lot of stuff, you know, know. businesses and corporations and Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. And when you look at who the billionaires are, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it because I'm sure they they donate a lot of money to a lot of things. But in some respects, some people might see it as self-serving. You know what I mean? Right. But we that come out right. Well, and and I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. But at the same time. We need to shift our focus instead of just entertainment and stuff. If you notice, all these guys are the STEM, S-T-E-M, STEM program. Correct, correct. Okay. Correct. So we... Absolutely correct. We need to really, as a community, when we educate, you know, because everybody want to be rappers and all that kind of stuff. Nothing's wrong with... Right. Nothing's wrong with being rappers and and all that, but listen... A rapper help a little bit by maybe giving some donating. But these guys, yeah, they're making money, but they're helping with the vaccines and stuff like that. I mean, they're doing some big yeah. time, yeah, um, research a, a, and stuff. A lot of, exactly, a lot of research and development for bettering the, the global right. the world yes. globally. It's, yes. I'm just saying, as you said, we might want to rethink our focus. Yes. Yes. Collectively. Collectively. On where we're going. Collectively on where we're going. Because mm-hmm. that that one company we just talked about started in 1995. Do the math. We're not talking about like the Reynolds, R.J. Reynolds or somebody like in 1906. Right. It was 1999. Yes. Yes. So, so um, I'm just saying. So we, gotta, we got work to do. We got to get our focus. We do. We got to get our focus together. We do. I mean, not everybody can be a Michael Jordan. Not mm-hmm. everybody can be a Kanye. Not everybody can be a Jay-Z. Not everybody can be Rihanna. Yes, but guess what? It's a lot more folks that can do well in some of the technology, science, and, and of exactly. those type of programs. Yeah. Exactly. It's just the foundation. Exactly. And we stand up. We as educators, yeah, we need to be out there standing up for Correct. our kids so that they can learn and, and do great things in our community and in the world. That STEM is what's yeah. happening. Now, we right. put a little A in it, yeah. the arts, you know, communicate the arts with yeah. it, and STEAM. it becomes STEAM. Right. STEAM. But at the end of the right. day, it's still collectively that science, that that, that math, that medicine. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to leave on this last article. It's a quick article, and it's talking about the histories of allergies may be associated with increased risk of high blood pressure and heart disease. Asthma most contributed to increased risk of high blood pressure and heart disease. Data from the National Health Interview Survey demonstrated adults with a history of allergic disorders. I have allergies. All our family have allergies, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we always got to be careful. It Uh says the history of allergic disorders have an increased risk of high blood pressure, which I thought was very interesting, and coronary Uh heart disease, with the highest risk seen in black male adults. Okay. Mm-hmm. The study is being presented 
at ACC Asian 2022 together with the Korean Society of Cardiology um, Spring Conference, which will be happening this weekend, April the 15th and 16th, 2022. Now for Mm -hmm. patients with allergic disorders, routine evaluation of blood pressure and routine examination for coronary heart disease should be given by clinicians to ensure early treatments are given to those with hypertension or coronary heart disease. And this was said by Yang Go, PhD Department of Dermatology at the Institute of Dermatology mm-hmm. at um, mm-hmm. Peking University, what, Xinhing? Shenzhen, Peking. Shenzhen, Peking, that's it, University. The Hong Kong University of Science and Technology Medical Center and the study's lead author. So previous studies reported an association between allergic disorders and cardiovascular disease, which remain controversial findings. They have controversial findings, Go said. The current study aimed to determine whether adults with allergic disorders have increased cardiovascular risks. And so it does say that you can have not only allergies, but they're talking about digestive allergy, they're talking about skin allergy, and other allergies. And so the overall, the study included 34,417 adults, over half of whom were women, and average 48.5 years old. The allergic group included 10,045 adults. The researchers adjusted for age, sex, race, smoking, alcohol um, drinking, and um, body mass index. They also examined subgroups stratified by uh, demographic factors. The researchers found a history of allergic disorders was associated with increase of developing increased risk of developing high blood pressure and coronary heart disease. In further analysis, individuals with a history of allergic disorders between the ages of 18 and 57 had a higher risk of high blood pressure. A higher risk of coronary heart disease was seen in study participants who were between ages 39 to 57, male and black African-American. Asthma contributed most to the risk of high blood pressure and coronary heart disease. Further, large cohort studies with long-term follow-up are needed to confirm our findings, Go said. Additionally, appreciating the underlying mechanism may help further management in such individuals. The American College of Cardiology envisions a world where innovation and knowledge optimize cardiovascular care and outcomes. And so it really talks about this article. You can find it and visit more about what findings they're doing if you visit acc.org. I thought it was very interesting that it's asthma, but it's also a high yeah. risk with black folks, black men. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's interesting. That yeah. is interesting. And the key is, you know, high blood pressure and heart disease, but then you 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 have to think about it too, the medicine that you take for, and we, we always tell people to be very careful, you know, if you take the Allegra D uh-huh. and all them kind of decongestants and for allergies and stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of times the medicine itself can, you're, you're at risk, you know, it can cause exactly. your pressure to go yep. up as well, right? Yep. Yep, absolutely. So, and they warn that on the medication bottle. Yes, they do. You know, a lot of people who have hypertension can't take a lot of those allergy medications. That's it, because of that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. wondering if, you know, that contributed to as well. But, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to really um, go into and find out. They're talking about it. They're presenting it this weekend. So that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, very interesting. You yeah. know, you yeah. have to determine how to get rid of the allergies and the trigger points. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And try to best pick out your medication. You know, and a lot of doctors, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of doctors are into that. You know, right. that whole drug-drug interaction thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, which that's a whole nother topic of the drug-drug interaction. A lot of doctors pass out these medications and stuff and, 
it takes the pharmacists, I find, are stepping up to the plate. Oh, now. they are. I know when I go to the pharmacy, they're often putting labels on and telling me or, or pulling me mm-hmm. aside and saying, well, Dr. Banks, make sure you don't take this medicine with this medicine because it's causing this, that, and the other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. important. That's yeah. important. Yeah, it is. Very mm-hmm. important. Well, Dee, this ends our show. So do you have any tips that we should think about? Well, strength training. I think your article today about, you know, perimenopausal, menopausal, weight gain, and all of that was a very comprehensive article. I mean, what I took away from it is what you you have been saying, we have been saying on Vicky Doe Fitness. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the COVID thing has caused a lot of us to do the COVID-20 or COVID-10 or whatever, but the bottom line is in terms of the principles and practices of what works, mm-hmm. eat less, mm-hmm. exercise more, and increase your strength training. It's yes. a very simple formula. And when you say, well, you know, I don't eat much. and I, No, you got to change your, your, what I have often said, too. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that, that mm-hmm. set point. Yes, the set point and theory. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe in it or not, the set point theory. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to fight against that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we've now been in a state now with COVID where you can't go out, you know, the exercise and stuff. So I think now that we're coming out of it a little bit, people can maybe start re-looking at their own exercise program, eating and all of that, that now we don't have to run to the refrigerator and we can get outside and exercise a little bit more. I guess the bottom line is from this article is that you should start before menopause hits. Right. You know, and start preparing for all of that. Don't just wait till after your estrogen levels have gone down. Get into a routine and figure out what works. The body's always going to preserve itself. Yes, it if is. It sees you not eating and not exercising and all of this. The body's going to say, well, you know, you're not going to kill me. That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> the body is going to constantly, as long as it can, It will adjust, right? Mm-hmm. It will it adjust. It will adjust. So if you run a mile a day for 10, 15 days, the body's going to adjust to that. So you're going to have to in, either increase the intensity or increase the number of miles. Mm-hmm. Body is always going to go, mm-mm, you're not killing me. Mm-hmm. The adaptation, yeah. So, and that's why we, and that's why we use these things. We use exercise. We use um, strength training, and what we call the overload principle. You're always adding a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. Because your yeah. body does adapt, and that's what makes yeah. you strong. Yeah. Having that that yeah. uh, flexibility, and so yes, yeah. I encourage yeah. all of yeah. us. We encourage yeah. folks to. Yeah, let's get back to healthy living. Let's yeah. get back to healthy. Yeah. Let's yeah. try to get out exactly. there, do our aerobic exercise, but also add some strength training in there, right, to yeah. Uh, yeah. preserve exactly. our lean muscle mass, right? Right. And who knew we had these billionaires up in here with health care? Who knew? <laughs> I mean, who knew? And kudos to many of them for the contributions that they're making to making our lives better, really. Yes, 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 Kudos yes. Kudos to them. And as always, for more information, go to our website, www.vickidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook, and share with us your thoughts. <laughs> You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidofitness.com.